Welcome to the Life and Legacy Show, where we discuss all things elder law, estate, and legacy planning. Hosted by certified elder law attorney, Tim Seckler, from the Seckler Law Firm. And now your host, attorney Tim Seckler. Welcome to this week's edition of the Life and Legacy Show, sponsored by the Seckler Law Firm, where great families make great estate plans. I'm your host, Tim Seckler. Today we're going to be talking about nursing home asset protection. It's a topic we've talked about before. It's a topic we are going to talk about again. Uh, and the reason we talk about it all the time is because, in my opinion, it is the single biggest financial threat that most middle-class Americans face. You know, when 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 thinking about this, you, you look at what are what are the things that it costs families big money, right? Market shifts, taxes, sure, healthcare expenses, yes. Um, you know, in the estate planning world, we talk a lot about avoiding probate to save some expenses, but you know, a lot of the conversation. Uh, occurs around um, saving money on taxes, avoiding probate, some some more traditional estate plans, but we're ignoring the elephant in the room, and that is long-term care. So today, I'm going to give you my thoughts on a couple of different ways you can protect your family, protect your money, protect your savings, uh, and in your family's legacy from uh, the the harmful uh, financial impacts of needing long-term care. For those of you who have not heard the show before. You haven't heard of my law firm before. The Seckler Law Firm is your family's partner in all things elder law, estate planning, estate administration. My office is headquartered in Mars, Pennsylvania, but we see clients from across uh, western Pennsylvania. I have clients all the way from Erie to Somerset, um, and uh, and we have several offices probably not too far from you to be able to meet with you and, and help you get some work done. Uh, have been doing this radio show now for a while. It has gotten some really good feedback, uh, and, and thank you guys for reaching out to us. If you have show ideas, if you want to suggest a guest or have questions, if you have a to uh, topic, email me at radio at com. That's S-E-C-H-L-E-R lawfirm.com and we'll uh and we'll make sure to pay some attention to uh to the things that you uh you want to know more about um if you're looking for additional resources check out my website secularlawfirm.com i've got pages and pages of blog articles uh, i think you may find interesting we have some pre-recorded estate planning and elder law video workshops that you can check out right off of the website so tons of information there if you are curious about the things that i'm chatting about here in the show um but what we're going to chat about today is how to protect yourself, how to protect your family from long-term care expenses. And there are only a few ways that we can do that. Um, so if you think about uh, long-term care, uh, let, let's start with where you receive your care. So you can get care in your home. Now, you know, many seniors live at home. That might mean somebody's coming in to help take care of them, whether it would be a family member, a neighbor, a private uh, organization uh, that, that sends people to the house. Um, then the next step is you could consider some sort of an independent living arrangement. Now, independent living is more quality of life rather than real true care needs. Personal care homes or assisted living facilities, these are the types of places that provide um, some medical care, some uh, you know medication reminders, standby assistance with things like showering or, or eating. Uh, th these facilities sometimes have dementia units for people that might be wander risks, um, and typically figure in the neighborhood of six, seven thousand dollars a month private pay to be in a personal care home or an assisted living facility. There are some places that are cheaper than that, but I, I would say that's about the average of what I'm seeing. And then. 
And then we talk about the skilled nursing facility, uh, which is a, uh, a nursing home, which the average fee per Pennsylvania is pushing $11,000 a month. And, and so if we're talking about care that might impact us at the tune of $130,000 in a year, man, uh, we ought to take that into account, especially considering the fact that Per the Alzheimer's Association, one in three seniors will end up with dementia. And, you know, that's just the dementia. That's not Parkinson's or mobility issues or any of the other things that can end up resulting in the family needing um, long-term custodial care. So if we have a significantly high risk of needing this type of care and the financial risk would be devastating, then, you know, these are things we ought to plan for. It's not unlike planning for the home sale, pro, uh, for um, home insurance. Like if, you're, if your house burnt down, um, you would, most families would find that financially devastating, you know, if you, and, and so we buy insurance. We, we make sure that if my house burns down, there's money around to replace the house because otherwise I'll be on the street. Um, and, and that's smart. You know, the problem is, and there's also long-term care insurance, like for this long-term care insurance risk. And and there are situations I think long-term care insurance is a great product. I don't personally sell it, but we recommend it. But most people don't buy long-term care insurance because of its expense. Now, there are some changes going on in that space with life insurance contracts and whatnot. I'd be happy to get, uh, get you some education on, but um, but the long and the short of it is most people aren't going to do that type of planning. They're, they're intentionally or perhaps unintentionally leaving themselves exposed to significant financial risk um, due to health care events, which we have a very significant risk of actually needing. You know, it, it's statistically speaking very uncommon for your house to burn down. But statistically speaking, it's very common for you to need long-term care. And if a nursing home is going to end up costing you and your family $130,000 a year, why do you decide to leave your family exposed to that? Why aren't more people talking about this? And I think the answer is that there is, there's a little bit of bias in this space. I'm going to tell you a quick story. Um, there, was a, there was a client I was helping with, and I got involved in the case late. And the family had already gone through several hundred thousand dollars to the nursing home, and they had worked with local community attorney who who essentially had told them, um, look, there's this five-year look-back period. There's not much you should do. And by the way, you know, you kind of have a duty to just pay your own way. You shouldn't be doing this type of planning. Uh, and then they came to see me, and I thought, well, that's insane and perhaps legal malpractice. The 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 truth is there are all kinds of things that you could do. And, and had I met that family earlier— I probably could have saved them a couple hundred extra grand from um, the cost of the care, you know, and, and we could have saved that for the healthy spouse, the wife, who probably is going to continue to live in the community for another 20 years. But there's this bias among some planners and among some lawyers that said you shouldn't do this stuff. Another story, I was once teaching a continuing education uh, you know, lawyers have to go get these continuing education credits, and I was asked to come do a talk in um, uh, um in Pittsburgh, and I was I was chatting uh, about um, you know the, some of the strategies that elder law attorneys like myself use to help families protect assets. And I'm walking through uh, the hallway during a break, and I hear this other attorney that um, was a student of of this particular course. Uh, and I hear him, you know, Larry says to Mo, he says, "Hey, you know, what do you think about this stuff? You know." What do you think about these people helping people protect assets? Don't you think they should just pay their own way? And I, I hear a lawyer say that to another lawyer, and I'm thinking, man, you guys can't get out of your own way. You know, I'm I'm here telling you how you can help your clients protect 
their home and their net worth from the biggest financial threat that they face, and you've got some sort of misplaced uh, emotional uh, trigger that says, no, I'm not going to help my clients do that. It's not the right thing to do. I, you know, I don't know where they went to law school, but where I went to law school, they taught me that the idea is you do whatever's in your client's best interest and you put your own personal beliefs aside. But that's not what I heard that day, and that's not what my other client had heard. And so, listen, what I'm going to tell you is this. If, if you have been told there's nothing you can do, if you have been told you've got too much money to qualify for benefits, you have to spend it all in the nursing home. If you've been told you shouldn't take actions to protect your spouse or protect your money, I'm going to tell you right now, don't listen to them. Take responsibility. There are lots of techniques that we can use that are perfectly legit, perfectly legal, perfectly within what the rule book says you're allowed to do that can serve to protect your home, protect your money from this risk. And, and you know, I've been now helping people with this issue for about 10 years. And I would say that at the beginning of that, we were outliers. Uh, you know, the, the guys like I are outliers in the estate planning world because we're we're talking about issues that more traditional estate planners don't talk about. Uh, but it's becoming pretty mainstream now because you, as the baby boomers are aging and the baby boomers are starting to need some long-term care, I guess at least like the leading edge baby boomers, if you would, starting to need some care. Boy, there's a lot of people asking questions about how can I protect myself. So here's a couple of, of thoughts that I have. One is you can plan ahead. You know, our, our cases typically break down into two types of cases. We're either doing pre-planning cases or we're doing what we call crisis management cases because most families, if we caught ourselves with a bill of $130,000 a year, most of us would have to consider that to be a financial crisis. And so those are really how these two cases break down. Now, on the pre-planning side, um, I, perhaps it'd be helpful to just sort of give a uh, general understanding of, of how this thing works. So if you need the nursing home, if you need long-term care, in a nursing home, the only agency that's really going to help pay for most of this care is, is Medicaid, medical assistance in Pennsylvania. Medicare doesn't pay for long-term custodial care. The VA has some benefits, but but most families end up leading, needing to look at the Medicaid system. But the Medicaid's rule book, you know, if you if you were to read the rule book from from front to back, the first paragraph would be you got to go broke, right? But then the the rest of the rule book has exceptions to that rule. And and so where we help our clients is understanding, okay, well, you know, the rule number one is you got to go broke, but but let's see if we can't find an exception later in this rule book that allows us to protect some money. And and that's really sort of the strategy. The problem is it's a long and confusing rule book, and people don't really understand the rules. But I'm going to give you sort of broad strokes on how this Medicaid system works. Before we do that, though, People tell themselves stories about Medicaid. You know, people think, if I go on Medicaid, if i got to go on Medicaid, I'm going to be in some county home, you know, stuck in a broom closet with four or five other residents where they're only going to check on me every other week or so to make sure that the bed sheets are clean or whatever. But listen, that's not how this works. Most of the skilled nursing facilities in Pennsylvania, by a wide margin, take Medicaid. And most of the skilled nursing facilities in Pennsylvania, the majority of their long-term care residents are on Medicaid. Why is that? Because people either don't have the money by the time they get to the nursing home or after being there for a little while, they don't have any money at that point because it's $130,000 a year. Okay, so, so you know, the general rule, rule one is you have to go broke. But listen to me. Don't go broke. Don't listen to them. There's other things we can do, okay? 
from a planning ahead standpoint, a lot of what we end up doing is, is working with families and working with different types of trust-based planning. We put some assets into a trust agreement, and that trust can serve to protect assets. Now, essentially what, what families are doing is they're, they're structuring their assets in a way that the assets are no longer countable. See, if, if you apply for Medicaid, your countable assets have to be gone. So, generally speaking, the goal of the elder law attorney is to take countable assets and make them not countable without having to give them all away. Um, and so we use trusts ahead of time to protect assets from long-term care costs. I, I'm a big fan of putting houses into trusts. I'm put, a big fan of putting certain types of investments into trusts and using those trusts to protect them from the family's biggest financial threat, long-term care expenses. Um, best done five years ahead of time because uh, Medicaid understandably doesn't want you giving your money away the, the day before you go into a nursing home. And they don't want you doing it one day. They don't want you doing it one month. They don't want you doing it one year. They don't want you doing it five years prior to the need from the nursing home. Used to be three years. Now it's five years. People have rumors that it's going to be even longer than that. Uh, those are only rumors right now. I haven't seen anything actually proposed to, to make it a longer uh, time period. But but when I'm working with a family, and it's often it often works out like this. Uh, my dad was in a nursing home. We, he went broke. Um, I'm not going to go broke. So what can I do to protect myself, my spouse, my kids from this issue? Right. So, so a lot of the time it's families that have already been burnt once will reach out to my law firm and say, listen, I've heard you on the radio. Uh, you think a lot like I think we would like to protect our assets from the nursing home. How can we do it? And if you'd like to learn more about how that all works, what you ought to do is check out one of our workshops. Uh, so we have live in-person workshops. As long as the government is going to allow me to have live in-person workshops, I plan on doing it. If not, we will do them virtually. There are pre-recorded educational websites available on my website, secklerlawfirm.com, S-E-C-H-L-E-R, lawfirm.com. Check out the workshops tab. Underneath that tab, you're going to find some information on, on sort of how I think about these things. And you can find some detailed uh, information about how Medicaid really works, what are the eligibility rules, which you know don't really lend themselves to a half an hour radio show because it's pretty complicated stuff. But you can learn all about it there. Check us out. Uh, I think you'll find the information there helpful. Um, but pre-planning usually involves at least a discussion around trust-based estate planning to help protect your assets from uh, from these costs. Uh, and you know, while we're transitioning here, you know, I want to be clear that. The the way I think about this is not like the nursing home is the enemy. Nursing homes provide extremely valuable care to families, to, to individuals that need care. It, oftentimes, if mom could be at home, she'd be at home. She needs the nursing home. She needs the caring people that have decided to go into the fields to take care of her. She needs the nurse around. Um, the problem is not the nursing home. The problem is not necessarily the cost of the nursing home. The problem is that we've got this crazy legal system that requires you to go broke if you have the audacity to have a stroke. You know, it, it's it's how you fare financially as a senior is entirely tied to what is your health care risk. Because if you have a, a, a health care issue, if you have an acute care, like a heart attack, and you're over 65, Medicare is probably paying most of the bill on that. But if you have a stroke and you end up in a skilled nursing facility, Medicare doesn't pay for long-term care in a, in a skilled nursing facility. So one way to look at it, and, and this is you know perhaps overbroad, but my, my spouse's well-being 
if you know the the guy always goes first in my stories, right? So, but if I go first, if I get sick, my spouse's well being is entirely tied to what healthcare event I have. If I have a heart attack, she's going to be financially secure. If I have dementia, she may not be. That's the government's rule book. It doesn't make any darn sense. Nobody sat around and said, this is the best way to run this thing. But this is the net result of this rule book that we have. And so don't accept it. Do some planning. Don't don't let your family go broke. So come check out one of the workshops. The other type of case that I would want to chat with you here for a few minutes is I want to speak directly to those families who may have someone in a nursing home now. If you've got somebody in a nursing home now or about to be in a nursing home, we don't have five years. We're probably not going to do that trust for five years. That's not the strategy. It's a different toolbox. Okay. So even if I have a client who is in a nursing home, and I'm typically dealing with the healthy spouse or an adult child who has probably been named as the agent under a power of attorney document. So we need to make sure that, one, we need to have a good power of attorney documents. These these documents are not all drafted the same. Some are designed to help keep the lights on, but they don't allow us enough authority to be able to protect assets. So have it reviewed. I'm happy to take a look at it for you. Let's make sure you have a good power of attorney. But let's assume for the moment that I've been introduced to a family where dad is in the nursing home, mom's in the community, she's healthy, she may live 20 more years, but they're going through ten, eleven, twelve, thirteen thousand dollars a month paying for dad's nursing home care. And they call me and they say, look, we don't like these bills. Um, we didn't know the system was as broken. We're going broke. What can we do about it? And if let's just assume for the moment we've got a really good power of attorney and, and we've got the legal authority to do it. Well, the general rule is that the family's countable assets have to go way down. In a married case, the healthy spouse is allowed to keep the primary residence. She is allowed to keep her own retirement accounts. But pretty much everything else counts. She's allowed to have one vehicle. And they count up everything else and they say the healthy spouse is allowed to keep half. But that half is capped at a magic number of around $128,000. Apparently, this is just the way I think this probably happened. Apparently, somewhere in Harrisburg or in Washington, D.C., they decided that $128,000 is, uh, is the amount of money that any, anybody could live on that amount of money for the rest of their lives, regardless of their zip code, regardless of their life expectancy, regardless of their income. We're going to allow these healthy spouses only $128,000. So it's the, the healthy spouse is allowed to keep half. Half of the money up to 128. So if the family has 100,000, healthy spouse gets 50. If the family has 600,000, healthy spouse gets 128. And it doesn't make any darn sense, right? I mean, why? Why are we doing that to her? Her husband had the audacity to have Alzheimer's disease instead of a heart attack. So, you know, heck with her, let's take all her money. But that's, you know, I'm sure that conversation never took place, but didn't need to. It's that's the effect of the rules. So when when we're working with this family, and, and let's just let's just make up some numbers. Family has say four hundred thousand dollars. Healthy spouse is allowed to keep one hundred twenty-eight thousand dollars. So the rest of it is exposed. We got two hundred and seventy some thousand bucks exposed to the nursing home. What are we going to do? Are we going to are we going to let this family lose a quarter million dollars? Not my plan, right? So the idea is essentially, and it's complicated and. But essentially what we're going to do is we're going to take a look at the situation and say, okay, well, these are the countable assets. This is what we have to do planning with. And generally what we want to do is we want to take the countable assets and turn them into some sort of non-countable asset. 
Now, there's a couple of different ways to do it. You know, some could be paying off mortgages on a house. Some could some could be transfers to disabled child. Some could be um, a lot of the time what we're able to do is transfer assets between spouses, put it all in the healthy spouse's name, change how that money is invested, which changes how the state and, and the government rule book looks at the dollars, and it allows us to protect assets for the healthy spouse. Okay, so if you are a family that one spouse is in a nursing home, there's a healthy spouse living out in the community, and we're going through the money, you need to give us a call. We can help. Uh, you know, I'm not promising any any specific monetary uh, amount, except that I can promise I can help. And it's not uncommon to protect 70 80% of the net worth in that situation, even after somebody's in a nursing home, if... We have a good power of attorney, and the facts work out, and the finances make sense. We can really protect some some net worth. So my suggestion to you, if you are that family, give us a call. If you know that family, have them give us a call or have them listen to this radio show. Have them check out the content on my website. My uh, the, These shows play on Saturday mornings on Word FM in Pittsburgh. But you can always find uh, the podcast version of this show on my website or on Apple uh, Podcasts or Spotify. Um, so get them a, a, a copy of this episode, uh, have them listen to it, and then put them in touch with us. Because there are families, I can tell you right now, in Pittsburgh, there are probably hundreds of families paying privately for care that should be planning and should be taking action to protect assets from the nursing home. Why aren't they doing it? Because nobody ever told them to. So this is your opportunity to really do some good, to really do these families some good and say, you know, I heard this guy chatting on the radio and he said that maybe you didn't have to be going through your entire life savings. Maybe you ought to give him a call. See what he has to say. By the way, if you have somebody in a nursing home, my office does free consultations. Give us a shout. If we can help you, we're going to tell you we can help you. If we can't help you, we're going to tell you we can't help you. But we may say, but these folks can. Call this nonprofit. Call call this other lawyer. Call this financial uh, person. Um, we've been living in this space. I've been doing this work for about a decade. I've seen a lot of cases. We're probably helping um, several new families each and every month that reach out to us and say, you know, I've been listening to you on the radio. Dad finally had to go into the nursing home. He had a fall or whatever the case is. We'd really like your help to be able to protect assets. And that probably happens a couple of times. We we get a couple of those calls a week. And, you know, it's really gratifying work. We are able to help uh, in a lot of situations. So if you're at all nervous about giving us a call, we're nice people. Just give us a call. If you'd like more information about this stuff, you can take a really deep dive on um, – on our website on the Medicaid workshop. So go to secklerlawfirm.com, S-E-C-H-L-E-R, lawfirm.com. There's the workshops tab, and under there you're going to find a couple of different uh, pre-recorded workshops, but there's one on Medicaid specifically. Uh, it might say elder law. I forget right now what the website says, but you'll be able to find it. And I think I do an hour or an hour and a half of education on how the system really works and what the opportunities are. Check it out. Uh, it's free. It doesn't cost you anything. Um, I am just, uh, I'm a big fan of just putting uh, good education out there for folks and let them make their own educated, uh, decisions because I, I, I'm really concerned about some of the advice that I've been, uh, seeing other, uh, attorneys and advisors tell people, I'm really concerned about some of the advice that I've heard from 
nursing home billing offices and telling families what to do and what not to do. I'm even concerned about some of the stuff that I'm hearing from Medicaid caseworkers themselves on what they're telling families are allowed to do or are not allowed to do. Um, Listen, if any other legal issue was coming after you for $11,000 a month, you'd probably seek professional help. Right? You'd probably call a lawyer. You know, this creditor's coming after me for eleven grand a month. Is there anything I can do to protect myself? The nursing home shouldn't be any different. It's not really the nursing home. It's a crazy government rule book, but this whole system is designed to essentially make you go broke. This issue is no different. You need legal help. You've got a legal problem. You've got a medical problem, but you've also got a legal problem. Give us a call anytime, 724 841 one three nine three. If you have questions, if you want me to cover anything on the show, uh, give us an email at radio at secularlawfirm.com. Um, if uh, if you'd like to share again, this is available on Apple uh, Podcasts. It's also available on Spotify. You can find links to the podcast on our website if you'd like to share this with somebody. Um, and do them a favor. You might just save their house. Um, come check out one of our workshops. We've got workshops uh, coming up each and every month. Um, as long as the government lets me do them with this, these shutdowns, we're going to do them. Uh, we continue to fill the room. We have a big open space. We seat people more than six feet apart, uh, and everybody's been wearing masks, and it's been, going, it's been going really well. So if you'd like some more information, you can find out about our live workshops on the website. I want to thank you for listening. Remember, folks, the Life and Legacy Show is for your education and entertainment. While we may have some lively legal discussion, nothing in the show should be considered legal advice. I talk a lot in general, generalities, but your specific legal problem needs a specific legal solution. You should hire a lawyer. Call us anytime, 724-841-1393, or check us out at secularlawfirm.com. Thanks for listening. This has been the Life and Legacy Show, sponsored by the Seckler Law Firm, where great families make great plans. Secularlawfirm.com or call 724-841-1393.